Welcome back to the Shaman's Cave, and I'm Renee Barabo. Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and it's great to be back. Yeah, Sandra joins us back from the Arctic Pole. I mean, and so she's we're going to weave some of that into today because it fits perfectly with our conversation about the divine feminine. And one thing that I would 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 like to say about this is that. For me, this subject is a bigger, broader issue because I don't think we have the tools and our thinking capabilities to even de de define what this new the divine feminine really even means to us because we're trying to assess it from what we know about history, what we know about our present, and what we think we know about our future. And I, I really have no idea what Sandra has on this topic. So. We're, we're straight shooting, but I, first I want to hear a little bit about how, how weaving in the silence from your trip uh, fits into this. Yeah, well, we, we got a request, and uh, that's why we're starting uh, talking about the Divine Feminine. We got a request from somebody to talk about the Divine Feminine and how we can rebalance the male and female energies and bring back in the Divine Mother to um, restore balance to the planet and heal the earth. And uh, what I was saying to Renee before we started was we have been weaving that information into pretty much all of our shows. And so it's really not appropriate in a half an hour to cover um, tens of thousands of years of history of the Divine Feminine. But if you listen weekly to our shows or, or if you listen to the archives, you'll see how we're always bringing the Divine Feminine in. And so for me, um, the Divine Feminine is about being instead of trying to take so much action. And so what an amazing experience I had about being. Um, my husband and I had the amazing opportunity to uh, go to the Arctic and to uh, cruise into the ice shelf. Um, we were really lucky um, on the week because it changes week, but well, changes day by day. And it turned out that the week we went, um, the ice shelf had expanded. So we were able to get uh, seven, up 700 miles near the North Pole and, um, and go through the ice shelf and uh, see polar bear and reindeers and Arctic fox. And there was no internet, no possibility of communication. Um, our ship's captain told us if something happened to somebody, we'd have to turn around because uh, there was no way to contact anybody. We never knew what the weather was going to be like. The ship had no idea. We would go places and be surprised by the weather. And if we could uh, get off the boat to go hiking or be in the water. So we were really out in another dimension. I mean, when you go that far outside, when you get that close to the North Pole, you are no longer in the dimension that any of us really 
have had access to, except of course through our spiritual journey work, meditations, um, you know, whatever spiritual practices that you have. And to be in that kind of silence, um, that kind of silence, that to me is the divine feminine, that stillness, um, that place of, of germination where everything is just in absolute stillness and silence where uh, creation can start to happen before it bursts forth. And so, um, you know, it was an amazing experience. And one of the things I've been teaching a lot about recently is what fields of energy do we want to be stepping into? Um, and for me, especially where I am right at this particular time in my life, I go through times where I'm more extroverted and times, summertime for me is the time to hibernate like a bear. So we're in summer. So it's a time for me to go deep within. But um, the chatter that we step into with Facebook and um, all the chatting that goes on everywhere, to me, that's actually not the divine feminine. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's mind, um, that's uh, always trying to just take action and never taking that time to really drop into uh, that, that feminine, because that feminine place is naturally transformative. It's naturally transformative. When you become the Divine Mother, when you work with the Divine Mother, change happens by presence, not by doing anything. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And what um, most of you probably don't know, because only you know, a handful or two handfuls of people have really experienced the you know, wind mastery work, is that the winds are, are all creators. They're all creation in, in motion. And so all of their roots go back to um, creation processes of, of more the feminine. Like, and so I especially resonated with the wind mothers because that's where the process order and the gestation and the chaos and the um, oppositional forces and the partnership with nature all happens in that in that creative cycle and trust me the winds are all there so i encourage you to, to come over and, and learn more about the wind work and however where i'm coming from this and when when i say that i don't think we have the brain capacity or we in our current thinking and maybe that's because that's doing brain capacity that we're defining the divine mother or the divine essence of energy based on a paradigm which were anchored very um, deeply into after all of these, you know, long, long periods of time. And so at work a few years ago, I was tasked with creating a, an LGBTQ conference. And I thought to myself, well, what are we going to talk about after the first year? You know, this is, this is my thinking. And what I realized, you know, that spirit always puts me where I need to be in terms of my spiritual growth. If it's not about spiritual growth, you know, my journey has not been there. And 
And so what I've realized is there's a dissolving gender. And so we want to define masculine and feminine by these old constructs. And yet what's really happening is there's a whole new generation of, of young people coming in who are not defining themselves by either of those standards. And so is this, and maybe you have an idea on this, Sandra, is this the divine feminine where, you know, gender has dissolved and we're more in alignment to, um, you know, like some of the earlier wins, they were aspects of the same win that we started to then put into a duality. So is it really that duality is shifting? Well, I do believe that duality needs to shift. Um, it's, it's shifting in its own way. But one of the issues that's happening is because in some ways we're living in the age of information. And um, you can't define the divine feminine from a mental state and you can't define the masculine from a mental state. And so um, we tend to overthink so much and we tend to try to understand instead of allowing ourselves to go within and to allow um, when we tap into our own intuition, when we tap into our own spiritual practices, when we tap into our own spiritual light, all of a sudden these questions are meaningless. I mean, they're meaningless because there are no words that go with the divine feminine. There are no words that go with the divine masculine because it's all nature. And you can't, you can't take nature. It's like, it's like I'm always writing in my books. Um, you can do a journey, a ceremony to fire. You can do a journey, ceremony to earth, water, um, air. But the bottom line is they're all one. You know, we separate the elements out. We separate out the male and female. And basically, that's because that's what our mind likes to do. We like to put things in boxes so we can understand things. But in nature, everything is in harmony and is moving in a particular way together from a place of unity. But, um, you know, you can see there's not only this next generation coming in who refuses to identify with being um, a man or a woman. And I have uh, students like that. And so I'm learning and I'm understanding more, but um, I'm also looking at the next generation and I can't tell if half of them are male or female. And so what we see in the process of evolution, because there's always the process of evolution going on, is that um, even we're changing into different beings as humans. Um, many of you might already know this, but one of the things I learned when I was um, in the Arctic was that whales were originally land creatures. They walked on, for, therefore, they had four feet that now they used to swim. Um, but they no longer could survive on the earth, so they took to the water and became uh, water mammals. 
but they originally only lived on the earth. They, they didn't live in the water. And so um, all animals, the only being that I know of, because I've been really researching for my course on nature that I've been teaching, it, the dragonfly is the only being that hasn't evolved in the dragonfly uh, came onto the planet 300 million years ago mm. and it has not changed. It's still in its same exactly as it was. It has not had to adapt. It has its own way of adapting, but evolution is always going on. And so our consciousness is being asked to leave um, how we separate everything. Um, and the earth is moving more into a place of unity um, and not so much of separation, not so much of survival of the fittest, but of love and of unity. And so now we're actually seeing people morphing into a place of unity where now we're not even going to be able to distinguish that much of what's the difference between the male and the female. That's interesting. And you just kind of wonder if, if we were more aligned to that idea already, if, you know, then people wouldn't have to necessarily, you know, do sex change operations and things like that to feel more conformed to what this idea of what their masculine is and what this feminine is that they're so striving to have a relationship with. And, and I don't know the answer to it. I'm sure that's way above our conversation. <laughs> what you just said about the dragonfly many years ago, uh, this woman, one of my first shamanic experiences when um, my first soul retrieval with somebody who was really skilled at that brought me back, said I had a dragonfly for a, a guide back there. So I love that I've been around for billions of years and I wonder how many different, you know, forms of the divine feminine or the divine masculine I've really gotten to encounter. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've seen, um, there's so many stories that have been passed down, but there's also been so much misinformation that's been passed down. And I actually can't remember. I, I apologize for this. I can't remember. And if I find the information, I will uh, write it on, on our Facebook page. But actually, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was actually uh, a female reindeer, was not a male reindeer. And there was a scientific reason for that. Um, something about that the males... Uh, go somewhere else for the winter. I can't, I really can't remember what it is. But the point that I'm trying to make is we're working with so much misinformation mm -hmm. and people are absorbing so much misinformation right now. It's staggering. It's staggering to read what people write on Facebook because um, many people got a definition of the divine feminine out of one person's book and is making it a universal definition. I mean, how do you do that? And so, um, you know, if you really want to learn about uh, the divine feminine and the divine masculine and the evolution about them, you know, I always, I believe in the process of direct revelation. So I teach shamanic journeying. 
And I, I did for one of my courses that I taught through the SHIP network, I had my group and it was a very large group. It was close to a thousand people journey on, um, on the divine feminine and the divine masculine and what the difference was and how to rebalance them. And it was amazing how everybody got the same thing that the spirits were saying, we're getting, our minds are getting too um, distracted with stuff that this is not where we should be going. Um, there isn't that much of a difference, you know? <laughs> and so, um, I, I really believe in the process of shamanic journeying. And if shamanism has an interest to you, uh, there are so many ways you could visit my website. I have books on how to journey. I have online courses you can sign up for any time. But when we just read one person's work, we don't realize that we're getting one opinion and and the divine feminine is about owning your power um just like nature owns its power you can't tell a tree how to grow um a tree already knows it has that dna information already in it we have all that dna information already in it in us and in one of our shows we actually uh, journey to merge with the seed which is um, is the feminine um, itself too. And so if you have questions about how to bring, you feel a need that in your own life, because instead of trying to get the whole planet to bring back the divine feminine, maybe first we have to start with us. You know, sometimes, um, uh, for me, if, if I'm going to get into my mind and the masculine energy, it's okay, let's get everybody out there to, you know, bring in the divine feminine, but the divine feminine is starting with you. And so if you're wondering how, who is the divine mother? Um, and what is the feminine about? And how does the feminine heal? the best place to go is into your, your own meditation work, your own journey work. Um, if you work with the tarot or your own divination or taking walks in nature, that's what the feminine is more about, is owning what's already in you. Um, it, all that knowledge is already here. We've just chosen to uh we're distracting ourselves that's what's happening right now we're distracting ourselves and so for me i've already said this during one of our shows i got great comfort uh when the ancient ones who are billions of years old and and don't come from this uh planet shared with me that when um the magic is ready to be used again it will be carried it will be found it will be used again but you can see with our generation we're too busy with distractions to be able to find the magic and carry the magic but the hope and the knowledge and the optimism 
is that there are thousands and thousands of us planting seeds so that there is going to be a generation that's going to be able to uh, find the magic again and, and pick it up and be able to uh, live in balance on, on the planet. The planet doesn't need any healing. We're the ones that need the healing. Uh, the earth isn't struggling. We're struggling. Um, so... <laughs> You know. Absolutely. And, you know, I think um, these wind spirits are one of those access points that we have to that ancient wisdom and that the information has been on the winds for, you know, billions of years because the wind was here at the beginning. And for me, it's, it's funny when I was doing the research, one of the things that I kept having to put in my, my mind was that, okay, you know, the Internet has made so much research possible, which you, I'm sure you're aware of. But what I had to do was say, okay, this is through the eyes of the Christian missionary. This is from the eyes of, and and so each place of the dance is like, well, this is from somebody's interpretation. And it was so revealing when the winds just started to speak directly, you know, so that it wasn't like that there was these practices. And, and so that's how that showed up for me. And what I found fascinating was that it was towards the end of my research that all the divine mother winds started to show up, like Vegemate, the Latvian wind mother, and Mari, the Basque wind mother. They weren't the first winds. The first winds were more connected into the, the more masculine, the masculine gods, although there's places in history where you could see that the wind was one, one, one unit, and somehow that division started to, to separate. And what I find really curious, as you say, that where so many people are putting this energy out towards this intention, and yet, you know, there's more chaos, there's more disharmonious, disharmonious, I don't know if that's a word or not, but it's yes. going to be one today. And there's more fighting and in and, and, and even one of the things that I, I notice even with my own students is that, you know, they get a great when Epiphany, as one of my students has labeled them, and all of a sudden, you know, everyone's trying to, well, did you read so-and-so's book? On, did you read? And I'm thinking like, no, <laughs> no, I didn't. You know, and it's just like, you know, we're trying to justify our experiences by what somebody else has written on a page. It's like, stop it. Just really? stop it. You know, and I don't want to say that because I don't want, I want you to buy my book, but I'm, <laughs> and Sandra's books, but still there's this, this place where, there's just such a glut of information that you can attach on to and really this this direct experience is the biggest gift you have is learning how to access information whether it's on a wind or whether it's through the drumming or whatever because that's your best chance of experiencing the divine um the divine feminine i have a swami who is now passed on who actually was giving his advanced students, and trust me, I wasn't one of them, an ex a direct revelation of face-to-face -face with the Divine Mother. And I did get to drive this woman who had had that experience. And I said, well, what was it like? She said the energy was so potent, she couldn't stay in it. Like she couldn't hold that amount of energy. And I know other, other of his students that were able to hold the energy a little bit longer, but when this one teacher who I really have a lot of respect for just was just sharing on a podcast when, when she was in front of the divine mother and asked her, 
you know, how do I know you or how do I find you? You know, the answer was to look in the mirror, to look inside yourself and see all that is me that you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Exactly. It's all inside of us. And, and you reminded me, I, um, I did a journey uh, once um, to ask Isis. I work with the Egyptian goddess Isis as a spiritual uh, helper. And uh, many, many years ago, I asked Isis to drop her form and to let me just merge with her uh, pure energy. And it took me two weeks to come back from that experience. I actually do it that exercise in all my medicine for the earth workshops that I can bring people back faster than, than two weeks. Mm-hmm. What brought me back was a fight on the telephone. It just grounded me right away. But what we don't understand is, is, is that um, in the spirit world, everything is energy. There is no form. Form is for this planet earth. Uh, we live on a planet of form. That's what the earth is about, is living on a planet of form. The divine mother is an energy. The divine masculine is an energy. There's no form that goes with it. And these forms are so expansive. And, um, and many of us aren't ready because we haven't done our emotional work and we haven't taken care of our bodies to be able to hold those kinds of frequencies. And so it's like putting your finger in an electrical socket. And some people end up in mental institutions because, you know, they're not ready for the work where in old time spiritual cultures, there was a lot of initiations you had to go through. Now we're moving very quickly, which we have to. It's a time where evolution is speeding up. We're just in a different time now where we're not going uh, so slowly. But what people don't understand is that we're working when we talk about things like the divine mother, the divine feminine, the divine masculine, we're working with energies that are way, way bigger than our minds can even begin to comprehend. And so we're the ones, it's, we're the ones that are stopping that energy from being able to make huge transformative um, changes because we want to think about them or we're so filled up with pain, we can't be a vessel for them, that kind of energy to come through. And so uh, for me, um, where I am right now, I definitely was in a different place 10 years ago in my teaching. But right now, um, if you want to learn about the feminine, work on your emotional issues, make your body stronger, and start to allow those energies to expand within you and to emanate uh, the feminine into the world and forget about what everybody else is doing. I mean, the feminine isn't judging, isn't comparing what everybody else is doing. So it really is about coming back to you and doing your own personal work 
and getting your answers um, for yourself and getting guidance for yourself and learning step by step how to strengthen yourself so that you can move into the silence, you can move into these bigger energies and you can be um, the vessel. When, in shamanism, we talk about shamans as the hollow bone because they can completely know how to empty that divisive mental state so that they can be a pure channel for spirit. And that's, uh, I mean, that's why you and I get along so well because that's all, that's all my work is about is people like, they come over and, but, but Renee, you're wanting me to work on myself. And to me, that's the only, that's the only, that's our only pivot point that we have to become more of a, a hollow bone or an, a, have that ability to, to journey where it's not so full of projections, but it's full of, you know, um, direct revelations that are, are, are not shaded by our own um, brokenness. And, and I certainly have learned that over the course of my life when I, you know, my, my first few clients were reflecting back to me all of my unhealed and wounded places still. And, and which in my, my world, I, I took that upon to as, as the script for my own personal healing. But, you know, that's, that's, a, that's an arduous journey. And, and I hope, you know, you have what some of what Sandra has, or I have the wins. You know, people keep sending me all this stuff. I go, listen, don't you get it? I have the wins. <laughs> There's like, I, I, it's like I searched and searched for a million years and then I finally got an answer and, and I'm, I feel covered, you know? And so maybe now with the winds at my back, I'd be ready for, to have that, that more interpersonal face-to-face, -face, oh, I better say this quietly, you know, revelation with the divine feminine in a way that I would be ready to stand there and hold that energy. Absolutely, and and it and it is an issue. Um, it's like uh, you know, if somebody shares something on Facebook, people show five different videos. Um, <laughs> and number one, um, if we really, if we really, this show is is a lot about shamanism and and Renee's work with the wind, of course, is part of shamanism. If we really want to understand the divine feminine, and if we really want to understand shamanism, the key is to be in nature as much as possible. And so if you're staying home and watching six videos in a row and only watching podcasts, um, then again, it's just going here. That's the only place it's going. One day when the time is right, it will filter down um, into that deep well that lives inside of you. But if you want to understand about the feminine, you have to reverse the process. Go down to the deep well inside of you and empty out this part because um, that's not where the feminine lives <laughs> absolutely uh this week we were working with emotions and you know that it's just they live in your body but you know to identify them and move them out with some energetics is always a good idea so are you going to empty us out with um a little drumming are we were we going to try to access um how about if we just try to access away from our brain a minute enough to to experience Divinity. 
<laughs> well, what I thought, um, one of the reasons that I really wanted to go to the Arctic, I had a real reason for wanting to go to the Arctic. I had an amazing experience of um, being able to be in, um, in uh, Denali Lake um, at minus 40 Fahrenheit for 10 days, uh, one March in 1994. And what I'll never forget is um, the silence. Um, and so one of the reasons I was so obsessed with, you know, everybody on the boat was obsessed with seeing a polar bear except for me. I just wanted to be in the silence and I wanted to be in the ice. That was the only reason I went, period, was to be in the silence because the silence is such a magical place and the silence is where the feminine is and that silence is within us. But I've been so um, flooded with just so much going on in the world and in my own personal life and in my teaching, I felt like I needed to make a pilgrimage to go back into the silence again. It was, it was a pilgrimage. This wasn't a vacation. People kept saying, oh, you had a good vacation. This was a spiritual pilgrimage for me. And um, so I thought that we do a short journey um, to go into the silence, mm. to go into the silence and just experience the silence. And so you can imagine all different scenes, like um, even though when we were in the Arctic, we were there during the time of the midnight sun, I got one photo of the midnight sun, which I was so proud of, and it completely disappeared. And even the Apple Genius Bar or Apple Support can't help me find it. But um, it, we, uh, even though we were in the time of the midnight sun, um, the weather was foggy and cloudy every day. So here you are in a dimension of reality where yes, there are animals, um, and there was ice singing. We actually went to a lake where there were ice singing and we spent an hour um, being, being able to listen to that. But imagine um, yourself going into a realm of uh, fog and clouds where there's an abundance of life, but there's no internet, there's no, um, uh, radio frequencies, there's no 4G or fights about the possibility of 5G coming in. There's nothing, there's just silence. Imagine yourself on a boat uh, riding through um, a territory that is so full. Um, it fills every part of your cells with bliss and unity, but there's only silence, just unpotentiated energy, just complete and absolute silence. So if the image of a boat going through the fog um, on a cloudy day doesn't um, speak to you, find an image that does, and let's just all be silent together and um, don't think, just feel, um, just be. And we'll just do this for a few minutes together. So here we go.
So just experience how you're feeling for a minute before we come back to words again. <laughs> I was being pulled when you were just talking about the experiences, like there's like this undulating pull to that quiet. Mm. Yeah, and and for me, um, uh, uh, although I go into the silence uh, pretty easily, um, I'm also a very clear audience, so a word will oftentimes come up when it's really important. And the word that came, kept coming to me while I was drumming was majestic. The mm. silence is majestic. Um, and so um, we wonder, Renee and I, wonder how it is for you and we hope that you'll explore more of that and really um, to understand more of the divine feminine is really about taking time to be more in nature and to find ways to go within and nature is is the perfect way to go within is uh, being in nature and um, and then you end up in a majestic state where uh, a lot of the questions that come up um, don't ever need to be answered. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. And, and let us know, you know, share your experience of what that silent feels like. If you could put that into words, that would be really great. I was, I've been floating on the pool at night watching the, the wind in the trees uh, the palm trees because it's a little too hot to do my wind walks and and so I was floating on an iceberg through the quiet and there all of a sudden a polar bear stuck his nose like right over on my iceberg to see what who this who this human was that was floating through the fog <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> so um join us over at the shaman's cave and also follow us if you want to get the shaman's cave in your weekly inbox we have a, a, an email that's just used for that. It's over at shamanstv.com. And join us next week to see what other interesting informations we're going to share. Yeah, we never know what we're going to come up with. So uh, it, every week is not only an adventure for you, but it's an adventure for <laughs> us too. But on the Shamans, on Shamans TV, we do have um, all of our shows and all the archive shows and and there are some really fabulous shows that go along with this topic. And so um, it's almost like uh, our shows that Renee and I are doing together, they're like a hologram almost. They, they weave uh, into each other so beautifully. So I hope that you'll consider going back and watching some of our older shows. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're so happy to have you with us. And Renee and I thank you and wish you a beautiful day or a beautiful evening. Blessings. Mm -hmm.